Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, February 4th, and this is episode 96. It is great to be with you tonight. Sorry about last night. It The cards were stacked against, and it seems to happen. Um, I had 12 texts by Will. It shut down my entire recording program, uh, and, you know, that's all it takes, folks. So if you ever want to screw me up between the hours of 6.30 and 9, that's the way to do it. And not all his fault. It wasn't a very good show anyway, so I scrapped it. And the second thing was that halfway through it, I muted the mic when I played a video because I wanted to vape and drink my drink and probably cough. And, of course, I forgot to unmute the mic. So, really, it was my fault. So, I apologize. But tonight, I promise to bring you a strong show. We're going to talk about a couple of things that um, are a little bit off pace from usual. We're going to talk about some border infiltration that took place. And then I'm going to dive into... This new diet thing that's been going on, this diet craze, gluten-free and 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 celiac disease and Splenda and all that other crap. And we're going to talk about it. I'm going to give you my opinion, and you can tell me what you think. And then we're going to dive into the last 60 years, the hoaxes that have been brought broadcast by the Democrats every single year about how the sky is falling and the fear of of all of the global catastrophes that never happened, and we're going to talk about all of them tonight. But first, what was really amazing, I'm, uh, one more thing. I'm trying something new tonight, uh, it, and, uh, and I have to remember, I, I usually have my dashboard here, and it's all run by Stream Deck, where I can loop in my videos and photos, but I, I'm going to try to edit more and put a little more into the show and do some post-editing. So my uh, my intro and all of that, I've got to pause and I don't know how this is going to work. So we're going to see how it works, and then we'll see if it all comes through and edit. And if it doesn't seem the same or you don't like it, leave me the feedback below and say, Matt, go back to the old way. We like it fluid. We don't like it like it, you know, cut up and 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 done that way. And we're just going to try it and see how it goes. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Just be honest with me. So before we do that, um, I'm going to get to the top 10 jokes tonight. And the to- it was very popular for episode 9-5 which were the top 10 reasons a gun's better than a woman. Well, here are the top 10 jokes in the gluten-free universe, and then we'll get to the show. I'm going to pretend to say, hey, here's the commercial, and then I'll just loop it in and do it in post. We'll see how this works. I I don't know. This might go over well. It might suck. We're going to find out. The number one, well, top 10, I guess number 10. What does the German baker say to his morning customers? Gluten Morgan. I'm going to try not to laugh in these. What did the doctor advise his gluten-free patient to do? Get bread rest. People who are gluten-free get a lot of hate, but really I respect them for going against the grain. Fish selfie. He was not as impressed as we were. Fish selfie. He was not as impressed as we were. I don't understand that one. Maybe I should have read this. Folks, this is going to be the top nine greatest gluten-free jokes because I don't know what the hell that was. Maybe that was, oh, that's from, oh, man, that's a copy and paste blender. Folks, I don't understand why you don't get it. Fish selfie. Come on. You should have gotten that joke. It's fantastic, I guess. Uh, When do you expect the gluten-free bread to rise? When you yeast expect it. My friend is gluten intolerant. He thinks it's in bread. Inbred, inbred. Okay, good. See, I didn't read these before. Inbred. Let me try it again. My delivery is just rancid. My friend is gluten intolerant. He thinks it's inbred. Okay, there we see. Much better, right? <sighs> Have you all heard about the top secret gluten free bakery? I didn't think so. It's on a need to dough basis. <laughs> so clever. 
<laughs> Why are gluten-free children so healthy? Because they're not inbred. Oh, see, here I go, my delivery. Why are gluten-free children so healthy? Because they are not inbred. See, two inbred jokes in one. I love it. It's good stuff. Uh, the second funniest is we live in a mad world where we have to ask the question, if the gluten's free, why is the bread so expensive? I guess it's more, more of like an existential question than a joke. But this last one will make up for the horrendous nature of the, of the other nine because the other one didn't count. Why did wheat keep dating abusive women? Women. <laughs> Shit. Because he was gluten for punishment. Folks, I, I don't know. Maybe this top 10 thing won't work after all. I'll be back right after this. All right, all right, all right. Thank you. Appreciate it. I uh, That is a transition. I didn't play the video, and it's a little awkward. I didn't write anything. This is going to go kind of thumbs, folks. It's okay. We'll make it happen. Who am I? What do I do here? And all those other wonderful things. My name is Matthew Spear. I am the writer, the director, the host, the website designer, everything else on this little experiment we call Don't Unfriend Me. What is it? What does it do? Well, it's pretty simple. What we do here is we talk about politics. We talk about food allergies. We talk about sports, just about whatever. Teachers guns it doesn't matter the constitution sometimes we learn a few things and uh you know all i ask is in the end don't unfriend me where do i come from and why should you listen to me well you shouldn't you should ultimately hopefully listen to the things that i say and and find that maybe you agree or disagree but it's entertaining and that's what this is designed to do and you might get offended you might get upset but once again as long as we don't unfriend each other that is a good thing. I noticed that I've never opened up with a bio, so I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I'm 46 years old, married happily to a beautiful wife. I have two kids. Uh, I was in the United States Navy, and I've been in the executive leadership for about 25 years. So uh, I'm well-read. I've worked with a lot of different groups, a lot of different people. I've seen the world, and uh, you know, I figured I could bring a perspective, so I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it real quick. First thing about this picture that I want to talk to you about is that there is an increased focus that I have on our border security. And I think it's the one of the things that I disagree with the Democratic platform more than anything else is I, I understand illegal immigration. I understand immigration fairly well. And I understand that if we truly want to make a dent in the universe, allowing one million people in a year is never going to help. I don't agree with immigration. I think immigration should be based on merit, and I think one million is more than enough. But what it does is it creates a problem. When we accept people in across the border, it's usually accepting the other country's best people. And this isn't just Mexico or South America. I'm talking all over, whether it be Russia or the Middle East or in India or Japan or Korea or wherever we bring people in from. We usually take the top 2%. These are the most educated. These are the people who are coming for education. These are the people with work visas. These are the people who want to stay permanently and get married here. When we take a nation's top 2% or we take a third world country's top 2%, what we're doing is harming that country. We're taking their very best and leaving them essentially with the very worst or not the best. And that will never get that country out of the poverty and the stricken 
repetitive history that they've had throughout their existence. The only way for a country truly to help and develop is not have its people run away and come to America where we're established, but stay where they are and fix what is broken in their own country. I do believe there are cases. I do believe refugees should come in here and we should be a safe safe haven. But the old adage of bring us your huddled masses, we have to be extremely careful. And this is one reason why. What's funny is that when you listen to Democrats over the last four years, it's like they forgot 9-11 ever happened. They forgot that other things happened. Lee Harvey Oswald going into South America, having certain groups that were established here with ties to Cuba that came up for the Free Castro movement, having Russian agents inside the United States coming through Canada and coming through Mexico for a secret war that happened between the U.S. and the Russia. And Russia, we can talk about hundreds upon hundreds of situations where people have infiltrated our borders through the illegal crossing of our border. The problem with this is that somehow they have forgotten and they say that this is no longer a threat, but there is a large threat out there and the threat comes from ISIS, Al-Qaeda, the Red Brigade, Hezbollah and any other terrorist groups that want to infiltrate the United States and cause issues. And we have had a border crossing just yesterday in Yuma, Arizona, and it is alarming and it is concerning. In the last few years, Border Patrol agents at Yuma sector have apprehended more illegal crossers from Iran than all other Border Patrol sectors combined. Since October, Yuma sector agents have apprehended 14 Iranian nationals. They're coming and they're going to pull another 9-11 or worse as soon as they can. If they caught 14 of them, I will tell you they probably allowed 150 in. The border is still porous. There are plenty of spots that they can come in and they can go out. And when we allow this, this is the issue that Donald Trump brought up, which is we needed a wall and we needed to enhance security. The portions of the wall that were built are working and it's proven. And yes, it doesn't stop 100% of the people, but it's a deterrent that does turn most of them around and we should embrace it. But we've halted on the wall, and now we are allowing another 125,000 refugees across our border. The problem with this, this unfettered allowance of anyone to come in from a foreign national, is that it's really hard to understand intent. We don't have the money, the manpower, or the will to interrogate and find out what people are thinking. This isn't Guantanamo Bay. These are check-in points for people to come in and ask for safe, safe harbor. It's not run by the CIA. It's not run by the NSA. And we're not going to do a background check on hundreds of thousands of people a year. It would be astronomical in price and manpower. So we are left with some very basic questions that anyone can avoid, that anyone can get around, where they can prove that they are a solid member to society and would make a great American, but their intent might to create harm in our cities, might to create guerrilla warfare in our cities, or be sleeper cells. And if you don't think that that happens, it happened in North Korea. We sent sleeper cells into North Korea. It happened in Greece. It happened in Turkey. It happened in the Limanos Isles. It happened in Iraq and Kuwait. It happened in Iran when we got the Ayatollah out. We have done the same thing. And if you think of four of governments, don't put agents on our soil. You are insane. But having 11 Iranians come across the border is terrifying to me. And all they need to do is create one bomb. And we saw what that can do to an entire country. Agents determined that the group had entered from the U.S. illegally from Mexico. The group was arrested and taken into custody. The CBP said a group consisted of five females, six males, all from Iran. That is a very interesting group of people. How did they get into Mexico? It's interesting. 
We should ask the question, shouldn't Mexico be helping us with this? But obviously they're not. The CBP said Yuma sector agents regularly encounter people from all over the world crossing the border illegally, including people from special interest countries. In the last few years, Border Patrol agents at the Yuma sector have apprehended more illegal crossers from Iran than all other Border Patrol sectors combined. Since October, Yuma sector agents have apprehended 14 Iranian nationals and 80 unidentified foreign nationals. Fox News has reached out to the CBP for comments on potential updates, but they did not hear back by the time that this was actually publicized and posted yesterday. Enforcement efforts in California and Texas over the years have pushed migrants into a dangerous terrain in Arizona. Immigration scholars say they were expected a wave of people from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador to try to cross the U.S.-Mexico border this year following a pair of disastrous hurricanes in Central America. And with a Joe Biden administration after four years of hardline policies with President Trump, heading north will continue to be seen as an option by many, Andrew Siebel says, president of the nonpartisan Migration Policy Institute. Why are these titles always so long? It must make them feel important. I don't know. I'm the vice president of sales and marketing, and that's pretty long, too, I guess. In November... In the America's Quarterly magazine, he said, President-elect Joe Biden has promised to do things differently, treating migrants and asylum seekers with dignity. Can't They just can't avoid and stop getting a jab in at Donald Trump. You know what? If you take a look at the borders the way that President Obama and Joe Biden treated them versus how President Trump did, I understand roughly 500 children were separated from their parents. But to sit here and think that that was intentional or it wasn't coyotes or parents selling their kids to people to smuggle them in, uh, posturing and pretending to be their children so they would have a, a larger ability to get in and then a relative would pick them in across the border who are already illegal in the United States, you're crazy. Seeley warned that sudden policy changes could encourage and would be border crossers to flood the north. Now, it's interesting when you talk about this, why aren't Canadians flooding into the south? Well, interesting they are. And people pretend that Canadians aren't, but they absolutely are. They're working here illegally, and they've been doing it for years. And just like the United States, Americans go to north of the border, and they work in Canada illegally, and they're deported as well. The only way to define yourself as a country is to have borders. That is the one thing from the dawn of time. And whether you are a caveman in your territory with a lake and some trees and some hunting grounds, whether you are a country with hundreds of miles of border with open sea and mountain ranges, you establish lines where people cannot cross. Otherwise, you are not a country. You are a continent. And anyone can and will come in. It is a dangerous game we are playing. And I understand where people say that we need to be humane and we need to be the leaders of the world. We are, and we can do that in a smart and effective way. But allowing Iranians, the number one terrorist organization and funding in the United States, with $150 billion of own American cash funding that because Barack Obama decided to drop them pallets of cash. And I'm sure Joe Biden will do the same thing just to beg to get back into the nuclear deal and bend us over the table once again for part due. We have a responsibility to protect our borders. And nobody else is going to do that for us. Mexico, Canada, or anyone else on a raft coming from Cuba. We have to do it ourselves and we have to be diligent because our enemy doesn't need tens of thousands of people. It just needs a few to create utter damage similar to 9-11. And maybe then we will wake up. But right now, this is not the way to do it. 
And if this continues to increase because we're playing grab ass by not allowing the border to be built and decreasing the funding for the border patrol and the technology on the border, we're making a grave mistake that will be paid for in American lives. Mark my words now. Why do people call this stuff beef? It's a plant. I'm so sick of going on Facebook and reading that there is a new soy-based beef. No, it's not beef. It's not beef. It's not. Unless I can look the thing in the eyes and and slice it apart and see the light go off in their beautiful doe Bambi-like eyes or shoot it with a high-powered rifle or hit it with a ball-ping hammer in the back of the head and then slice it up and carve it into ribeyes, it is not beef. Unless I can pluck it, it's not chicken or goose or duck. No matter what you say, you can push as much zucchini and cauliflower and bread on it. It's not chicken. And it doesn't taste like chicken. It tastes like ass. And I don't believe in turkey bacon. Whoever did that should be shot. They should find the person who created turkey bacon and shoot them. There's only one type of bacon and it comes from a pig. And you cannot tell me that that leather Band-Aid taste is, is, is bacon. It's not bacon. It's not even in the same ballpark. It's not even the same freaking sport. I've never tasted a Band-Aid, but if you smell it, it smells like turkey bacon. That should tell you all you need to know. It's not meat. Tofu. Tofu isn't meat. I don't want to hear. You can live on tofu. You could save cows, Matt. You could save chickens. I don't want to save cows. And I want, I'm want. i doing my part by stopping methane gas, by eating as many animals as I can. You should join me. You're worried about global warming? Let's eat more cows, right? Let's get them off the planet. You're absolutely right. Throw them on my plate. I'm ready to go. But tofu is not meat. If I want to know what my Tempur-Pedic mattress tastes like after sleeping on it for 10 years, I will cut a few pieces off and make a tofu surprise with a little bit of olive oil and salt and pepper, and I'm sure it would be delicious. No, thank you. Cauliflower pizza. No, you don't understand the idea of pizza. Are you a Nazi? Pizza isn't safe anymore because you're gluten-free. You just happen to be one out of like the 250 Americans that have celiac disease. How did you find that out? Well, me and my girlfriend were at the mall and I had a piece of pizza and my tummy got upset. I have to be gluten intolerant. No, you're freaking crazy. And you're a hypochondriac. That's another disease. And it's probably more likely that you're that than the latter. Meatless meatballs. What the? God. It's in the name. Meat is in the name. It's not a meatball. What the is a meatless meatball? Isn't it just a ball? It probably tastes like balls, like 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 65-year-old divorced man balls, unshaven and unscorned. It's disgusting. There's no such thing as a meatless meatball. The hell's wrong with you? Here's another one. Guardian seven crispy tenders. How can it be crispy and tender? I've got a picture of this guardian. Why do you also use big words to try to cover up that you're basically shit stick? It's horrible. Guardian seven crispy tenders. It's like little bighorn military intelligence. It doesn't make any sense. It's an oxymoron. Oh God, this one drives me crazy. Tofurky. Tofurky organic vegan plant-based hickory smoked deli slices on shit on a plate. Why don't you go play hide and go tofurkey yourself? 
what is tofurkey? Like tofu wasn't bad enough and turkey bacon. Let's put them together. Let's make tofurkey. You're tofurkey insane. Here's another one. Comrade cluck, no chicken strips. Comrade? What are you, communist? It sounds like a socialist propaganda campaign. What do you have against chickens? Really, do you think chickens mind? They really probably don't care. Their brain is the size of a pea. And for all you people and you PETA, oh, chickens are lovely. They're amazing. They're, they deserve life. No, they deserve to be eaten and barbecued with barbecue sauce and chomped on and torn apart with my and masticated in my mouth with my canines because that's what I am. I am a predator and I'm on the top of the food chain, baby. And I don't want to eat your comrade cluck no chicken strips. Splenda. Splenda is not splendid. Sweet and low, it's not sweet at all. It's just low and depraved and completely lacking anything for the palate. Stevia? Steve. Oh, these are just all words and they all mean the same thing. Devil, Satan. Say these things. Have you read the labels of what's in there? I can't pronounce any of the words. I don't know what it is. All I can read on one thing is may cause cancer in, ca- in laboratory rats. And you're like, oh, this is a much better solution than pure cane sugar. What is wrong with sugar? I have maybe 10 grams of sugar a day. I have hardly any sugar. Most of it's from my food. In the morning, no sugar. Afternoon, no sugar. I might have some frozen yogurt. Listen, this is insane. There is nothing wrong with sugar. There's nothing wrong with carbs. There's nothing wrong with protein. Do you think it could be that you don't have celiac disease, that it actually went from like 250 people down to 140? And I hate to say this, women who actually shop at Whole Foods, wasn't it funny that celiac disease, they said, oh, this is a very large concern for women. More women get it than men. Well, I will tell you why more women than get it than men. And this isn't sexist. It's just true. More women do the shopping than men. And it's a $15 billion industry. Everything's gluten-free. Why? I've sat next to gluten-free people, and I've given them a beer. And they're like, is this gluten-free? I'm like, oh, yeah, totally, dude. It's Sapporo from Japan. It's made with rice. There's no gluten in rice, is there? They drink it. Nothing happens to them. They're fine. They don't complain or go, oh, dude, I'm dying. You killed me last night. I think I got food poisoning. I don't know what happened. I almost feel like uh, like my gluten allergies were like kicking in. But alas, I didn't have any gluten last night. Dude, there's nothing wrong with you. You know what it's called? Seriously? I remember going on a forced run in the military. It was about a three and a half mile forced run, almost full sprint. I collapsed at the end. I didn't stop. A couple of buddies were carrying me across as I hit the deck and I'm sitting there breathing and my my side is anking and my RDC comes up to me, pardon the language. And he goes, Spear, what's wrong? I said, sir, I, I got, oh, I can't breathe. I got a cramp in my side. He's like, you don't want to know what that means? I said, yes, sir. Yeah. What is it? He's like, it's a severe case of lack of pussy. And he walks away. This is you. We have just pussified the entire world. Can we just, just suck it up so you get a little tummy ache? So you have some flatulence. Good. Good for you. It's a rite of passage. The problem with this is everyone says, I, I, I can't eat meat. I shouldn't eat meat. Meat is, there is no reason that I should eat meat when I can get healthy substitutes. Well, let me tell you one reason you should is because of vitamin B12. B12 is one of the things that if the human body doesn't get, you will die. 
The only problem with that is it comes in eggs and comes in dairy, and a lot of people don't take it. And they say, well, I can just live on plants, and that's completely natural. It's not natural if you're going to the local vitamin college or the local Walmart or CVS and buying B12. Well, Matt, monkeys and gorillas, they don't eat meat. Uh, Yes, but they also eat their own shit, too. So what are you trying to tell me here? They do eat bugs. They use tools and groom each other when they find ticks on other primates, they eat them. That is protein. You may not think it's a cow or a chicken, but it is protein and it is part of the bugs are a part of the animal kingdom. So essentially they are meat eaters too. Now, the reason why they're not going to Royal King Kong burger and getting a Royale with cheese is because they aren't human. At least not yet. Planet of the apes can happen any day, especially if we allow Iranians across the border. Then, then, The apes and the orangutans and the chimpanzees are going to come and they're going to kill us all. You heard it here first, folks. This isn't QAnon. Listen, I'm not here to tell you how to eat and I really don't care. But if you come to my house and I'm cooking tri-tip and beans and bread, I don't want you to ask me if it's gluten-free. Most assuredly, it is not. If you have a special diet, it is your job to tell me. I am not your freaking cook. This isn't the royal palace, your highness. Bring your own food because I don't buy that crap in my house. I'm an American. I believe in potatoes and pot roast and beer. That's my belief. If that thing is not on your menu and nothing is there for you to eat, there are local eateries down the road about 110 miles because we don't have a Whole's food here because we're American and we don't believe in that commie bullshit. Fair enough. I cussed a few times in this. I'm sick of hearing it, man. Suck it up and get an iron gut. What are you going to do when zombies come? Oh, God. This is horrible. What do you mean I've got to eat rat? Is it, it? My gluten intolerance can't handle it. Folks, you're not going to survive a day. Honestly, I need people like you so I can get away faster and go, hey, John, here, zombies. You, you got to wake up, folks. You got to wake up. Health advice to you. And this is the best advice I can give you. If you want to lose weight, and you don't feel good, you got to find out your routine. I've seen these guys with six-pack abs. I am not a male model, obviously, but I take care of my body. I lift constantly. I run constantly, and I believe that when I want to cut, I stay under 2,000 calories a day, and I work out 500-calorie burn, and that helps me lose weight. You have to have calorie deficit and exercise. That's the secret, folks. It's not a pill. It's not a magical food. It's not the guy that looks like Ryan Reynolds who's like, yeah, do you want my six-pack abs? You're a prostitute, whore. Knock it off. You're not going to get that. I'm 46 years old. I've got better than a dad body, but I'm not anything the way I used to be, and I'm okay with that as long as I don't go out of breath walking up the stairs. But you need to watch what you eat, and you got to be smart. And I have pizza once in a while. I have hamburgers once in a while, but I don't need to put mayo on there and lumps of cheese. And I don't need to have my pizza this thick and says Chicago style. I can get thin crust with some mushrooms and some chicken, and people give me crap for it. I don't care. I want to look and feel the way I want to look and feel. And if you feel better by eating cauliflower pizza and comrades commie chicken, more power to you. But you might just realize that you could save a nickel and a buck if you would just eat fruits, vegetables, work out, and have a calorie deficit. But hell, what do I know? (sighs) Since 1966, we have been hearing that the world is going to end 
Everything's going to end. We're all going to die. And I'm going to share with you just a few of the things that the liberals have said and the Democrats. And usually I point out the leftists. And yes, the leftists too. But Bernie Sanders pointed out with Ocasio-Cortez today that we need climate change funding now, emergency funding, trillions of dollars to fight climate change. And I am going to educate you from 1966 on, here are just a few of the things that were going to end the world. In 1966, they said the oil would be gone in 10 years. How are we doing now? 1967, dire famine forecast by 1975. 1968, overpopulation will spread worldwide. It certainly did, and somehow we maintained it. What did we do? We built more McDonald's. McDonald's sucks, by the way. Their burgers aren't even burgers. It's like soy meat. Oh, oh, that's another thing. Soy milk. It's not milk. You don't milk an almond. Seriously? It's not milk. If you squeeze something, it's like a nipple and a cow and an udder. Goats, cows, milk, the the freaking blue beast that Luke Skywalker, that's milk. But an almond is not milk. Soy, it's not milk. It's sweaty, freaking dilapidated, liquefied pus. It's disgusting. 1969, everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam by 1989. I don't even know what that's from. 1970, world will use up all its natural resources by 2000. 1970, these are Times headlines, New York Post. These are studies that were done by institutes. 1970, urban citizens will acquire gas masks by 1985. They live in my house. They certainly do, especially after some of the meat that I eat. I'm not going to lie. 1970, nitrogen buildup will make all land unusable. Use Brondo. It's what plants crave. Gatorade. 1970, God, 1970 was a bad year. You think we have a few hippies on the planet? Decaying pollution will kill all the fish. 1970, killer bees. 1970, ice age by 2000. 1970, American subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. Hey, we're out of the 70s. All those hippies got jobs. 1971, new ice age coming by 2020 or 2030. 2020 or 2030, just, just you know, a decade or two in between. 1972, new ice age by 2070. Well, they just upped it by 40 years real quick, give or take. 1972, oil depleted in 20 years. Well, they went back 15 years ago and then upped that number. 1974, space satellites show new ice age coming in fast. 1974, another ice age. 1974, again, ozone depletion, a great peril to all life. 1976, scientific consensus, planet cooling, famines imminent. 1977, Department of Energy says oil will peak in 90s. 1978, no one in sight to a 30-year cooling trend. 1980, acid rain kills life in lakes. 1980, peak oil in 2000. (laughs) Keep moving the goalposts, folks. It's kind of like QAnon. Uh, 1988, regional droughts that never happened in the 90s. 1988, temperatures in D.C. will hit record highs. 1988, um, Maldive Islands will be underwater in 2018. They're not still today. 1989, rising sea levels will obliterate nations if nothing done by 2000. 1989, New York City's West Side Highway underwater by 2019. I just checked. It's okay, folks. We're going to be fine. 1996, peak oil in 2020. 2000, children won't won't know what snow is. Oh, my 
God, I need a drink. Hold on. 2002, famine in 10 years if we don't give up eating fish, meat, and dairy. There we are. Gluten-free craze. Whole Foods must have been created right after that. 2002, peak oil in 2010. Had to switch gears. Why? Bush entered office. 2004, Britain will be Siberia by 2024. (laughs) 2005, Manhattan underwater by 15. 2006, super hurricanes. 2008, Arctic will be ice-free by 2018. 2008, climate genius Al Gore predicts ice-free Arctic by 2013. 2009, climate genius Prince Charles says we have 96 months to save the world. 2009, UK Prime Minister says 50 days to save the planet from catastrophe. 2009, climate genius Al Gore moves 2013 prediction of ice-free Arctic to 2014. 2013, Arctic ice-free by 2015. 2014, only 500 days before climate chaos. 2019, hey, Greta, we need you to convince them it's really going to happen this time. And we also have the ozone. We also have the nuclear meltdown, nuclear holocaust. Folks, fear is what sells. Do you remember when we were younger, they talked about the five food groups? Folks, it's back. My daughter and son are learning about the five food groups. Do you remember what they said? For breakfast, you need to represent five of the food groups. That's wheat. You need to have dairy. You got to have protein. You got to have fruits. And you got to have a vegetable. Five food groups. What the sh- How the- am I supposed to eat all that? But wait a second. For the last 20 years, they've been telling us, you just need to have something small for breakfast. Actually, we need you to intermittent fast and not eat for 60. 60- this is the latest craze. But now we're going back to the five food groups. So I've got to have, let's see, I'm going to have a steak, three eggs, two pieces of toast, uh, a banana, and some broccoli for breakfast. Delicious. I've got my 2,000 calories done. Now what do I do for the rest of the day? Karen Carpenter it? Folks, stop. We don't need to do all this. We don't need to live in fear. But the five food groups is coming back. You know what else they said? Aspirin. Don't take aspirin. It kills you. Don't take it. Whatever you do, don't take it. Then people are having heart attacks and they're like, huh, well, maybe what we could do is use the aspirin, which would thin out the blood, create less blood pressure, lower the pressure and the stress on the heart when a heart attack is. Well, let's do that. Let's take aspirin. Let's get you on an aspirin regimen. Then what do they say? Don't take aspirin. Aspirin will irritate your bowel. It'll create cancer and polyps and tumors. Same thing with eggs. What are eggs good or bad? Tell me. First, it was take, drink, eat the whole egg. Have eggs. Just crack them. Do like Rocky. Put them in a glass and eat eight of them. Don't eat eggs. Don't eat the yellow part. Too high in cholesterol. It's bad for you. So eat the egg whites. Then it's don't even do the egg whites. Don't even eat breakfast. Now, you don't have enough yolk. You need good cholesterol, which is in eggs. Eat the yolk, but don't eat the egg whites. Folks, every freaking couple of years, it changes. Why do you think none of us trust COVID? Why do you think Fauci has said, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear an N95 mask, wear two masks, don't wear a mask at all, social distance. What the hell? Can we just please realize that the FDA doesn't know their ass from two hands and they couldn't find it with a flashlight in two hands? Can we realize once again that you don't have to listen to everyone else about your health? The number one person you need to listen to is your heart 
body, mind, soul. It will tell you all you need to know. Go to the doctor. Get your blood work done. Make sure you're in line. Watch your cholesterol. But mainly watch preservatives because it's not cholesterol that kills you. It's the preservatives you're putting in your body by Splenda and all this fake crap and low-fat sour cream that isn't sour cream and fake sugars and preservatives. They make your body swell and they... And when you do that, your body pressures on the inside and your arteries narrow and then cholesterol kills you because it builds up and you get plaque and you have a heart attack and freaking die. You also plug yourself up or you can't go to the bathroom and your colon says, uh, can you please give me a break? Folks, or we drink ourselves to death or whatever. Listen, we get one life, we get one body, we get one mind, we get one soul. Use it for as long as you want. And if you don't care, have at it. Have a party like it's 1999. Go do blow, go do cocaine, go drink a fifth of vodka, and man, more power to you. I Go Keith Richards your life. But if it comes down that you are so worried and so fearful of getting sick or eating the wrong thing or saying or doing the wrong thing, you're going to die young. Because the one thing I've learned is that good people die young and assholes like me live forever. So I will see you for episode 27,336 in a couple of decades. Folks, thanks so much for listening and watching. Hopefully everything went well. I'm going to do my outro now and pretend that I'm going to play it and hopefully edit all these images and make this show fantastic. If I fail, I hope you'll forgive me. Thanks for joining tonight. And remember, if you're offended, good. It's good for the soul. We're just here to have some fun. Don't unfriend me. 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. The Veteran Crisis Hotline. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It's way too many. You can help them by providing them this number. If you can't talk to a veteran, call me, and I will help you make that phone call. It just takes a simple conversation. Remember, it's not just for veterans. It's for you, too. If you aren't a veteran, you can call them and they won't turn you away. You can go to my website at www.dontunfriendme.com. And while you're there, click the VCL link and you'll be connected to a free Skype video conference call to a counselor. And remember, please don't forget to subscribe, share, like, and follow. It is extremely important for me and God doesn't kill a puppy. And if you don't subscribe, I will wind up eating tofu. And that is not a good thing, folks. It can never happen, and I will never try it. And if you tell me, one person in the comments, tell me it's good, I'm going to ban you. I'm going to unfriend you. I promise you. I'm just kidding. Leave a comment. Tell me what you think. Argue with me. Just try to understand. If it's not about you, then don't make it about you. And if it is about you, then try to listen. Have a good one, folks. I will see you tomorrow for episode 97. Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash still point <laughs>